love and light, love and light, welcome to the Soul Content Podcast, um, coming in a little low, not really able to speak as loud as I want to because I'm in a specific location, but um, if I'll go back and listen to it and see if everything is clear, hopefully everything comes in clear. But uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get into some, 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 some news, some current news. Um, and my podcast is is random. I do it every day. I, I wanna, I wanna start creating more content for my podcast every day because there's always something to talk about. And you know, there's really no set order. I don't have like a specific thing that I speak about it, it all depends on you know how I'm feeling or what I see in the news or you know things that you know just spark a thought or or some you know some wisdom within me I might just say hey let me just you know touch on this but with this episode I just want to get into a few things that I've seen in the news recently um, with Chicago, as far as Chicago violence, gang violence. And it's pretty interesting because I've recently, I've recently been looking into the Chicago, the gang culture, uh, the drill music scene that's going on, that's been going on since about 2012. Um, because I really didn't pay it no mind. Um, in the beginning, um, because I was I was young. I was about what 16, 17 when it first started. I was a teenager myself, and I wasn't really into, you know, that type of rap or that type of culture, gang culture, anything like that. So it never really piqued my interest. It never really got my attention, outside of the fact that obviously most of the 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 hip hop media you know, promotes it and constantly covers it. So outside of that, it never really, you know, reached my radar. And I think that was also like a conscious decision for me because I was like, you know what, I don't really want to give this stuff too much energy just because I don't agree with it. I don't really agree with that lifestyle and that kind of mentality. However, recently, you know, I wanted to just, uh, just look into it and see, you know, you know, because I like I like studying uh, psychology and I like studying, you know, the psyche of humans in different predicament circumstances, etc. So I'm looking into this Chicago culture in an effort to just understand and maybe get more clarity on that mentality that a lot of those uh, gang members have, you know. And, you know, I just, I feel like it just gives me more clarity on myself and human nature and what it takes to get people to that mental space. Um, So, you know, that's why I've been going into it recently. And I found a couple YouTube channels that that cover it and go into uh, the culture the violence and you know everything that comes with it 
and it has it, definitely given me some insight um, to that lifestyle and that mentality. Um, but obviously today, what is today is uh, August uh, 9th now, but obviously for most people, um, we all know that FBG Duck, one of the, I guess you could say the main uh, rappers that's a part of that whole drill scene. He died on um, August 4th. I'm sorry, it's August 5th, actually, August 5th. And this particular rapper, his name is FBG Duck. Uh, he got gunned down earlier. I say earlier because obviously, you know, it's, it's only 1 a.m. right now. So just to give clarity, if anybody happens to fall on this podcast, on this particular episode, um, it's August 5th. It's one eleven in the morning right now, but you know I've I've been up, so it feels like it's still August fourth. But he died on August fourth. I don't know exactly the time that he died, but he was twenty six years old. You know he's a prominent figure in that whole Chicago gang culture, and I've actually was watching some of his videos. I think it was uh, August third. I was watching some of his videos and. And a lot of people were sharing some of the videos that he's made recently on social media after his passing, you know, and I got to see that, you know, he was one of the only ones out of that whole uh, drill movement, I guess you can call it, or culture, gang culture in Chicago that was, that was actually making an attempt to actually change and give a different message to the youth because, you know, one of his... Uh, one of his videos that I seen just recently on social media, he said, you know, that he re- he realized that he was influencing the youth, you know, and he was like, that's not, you know, that's not something he wanted to do. He didn't want to influence the younger generations to follow in their footsteps, um, because we all know gang culture, gang violence, like that's just a perpetual cycle that never ends. A lot of people die. A lot of families are hurt, broken. I mean, it's just nothing but death, nothing but destruction. It's caused by that mentality, you know. And he was one of the the guys that were that was that was changing. That was actually making an attempt to to spread a different message. And but unfortunately, you know that lifestyle. You know, the only way out is prison or death you know that's the only way out that lifestyle and you know he he was he was deep in it he's not somebody who you know who you know who was just a rapper and kind of played the you know the the this the you know he he that rap you know like chief keith if you look at chief keith chief keith he he's not he's a gang member we all know that he's a part of 300 um which is, I, I'm not too familiar with, you know, all of their names, but if I'm not mistaken, he's a BD, which is, I guess, a black disciple. And if I'm not mistaken, FBG Duck, um, he's a, a GD, a gangster disciple. Like I said, don't quote me on that. I'm not too, too familiar with, with everything and who, you know, who belongs to which gang. But from my common knowledge of it, if I'm not mistaken, 
Chief Keith is uh, a black a black disciple from the 300 set, right? He's from what they call O Block. But if you if you look at Chief Keith, he's not really uh, knee deep in it. I don't think he's ever killed anybody. I don't think he's ever, you know, I don't think he's ever really been like a heavy heavy gang member. And if you look at him now, he doesn't even really rep it. He just, you know, he's he's more so of a rapper. FBG Duck, on the other hand, as far as I know, he was really deep deep in it, and um, and I think that's partly because the difference between him and and, and Chief Keef is that Chief Keef blew up, you know, and he went mainstream after his hit. I think it dropped on October 10th, if I'm not mistaken, 2012, which is I don't like. I think it peaked number 10 on the Billboard's charts. I think he, he's, he's had about three hits that have peaked at number 10. His highest charting record, Chief Keef, was um, I Don't Like Remix featuring Kanye West, Pusha T, and, um, and uh, I forgot who else was on there, but that peaked at number eight. So Chief Keef blew up. We all know he blew up. He went mainstream, and that was kind of like the beginning of the whole drill Chicago movement and scene. And that's going to lead me to my, you know, why I want to even address this, because, you know, the media plays a role in all of this, as we all know, because anybody that has any level of awareness, any level of consciousness, any level of uh, knowledge, of wisdom, uh, we all know that the media plays a huge role in how people perceive things and how people are influenced by things. And, you know, that's one of the main things I want to touch on in this podcast. But again, uh, FBG Doug, you know, he passed away 26 years old. He was gunned down in downtown Chicago. So this 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 gang violence this this gang war which is really what it is they they've been at war since 2012 as far as I as far as you know to my knowledge um, but this young man was gunned down in downtown Chicago which is you know you don't really expect something like that to happen in downtown in a downtown area right because usually these areas are heavily policed a lot of police presence in those areas um it's just not an area that you expect to have to deal with that you know um but obviously again he was a very very prominent member of that particular gang and i think he was one of the only rappers that in rap culture they call it applying pressure he's somebody who was actually uh you know gaining a lot of recognition was putting out hit records that were going viral as the youth would call it and you know so he was like the guy that and for anybody out there that may not know these these gangs they actually you know take pride in killing people who are prominent you know they take pride in killing people who are you know who has killed for the for the opposition or is in a leadership position you know they 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 take pride in that if they can get somebody who's well known well respected 
It's like a, a big notch on their belt. Um, and again, I'm not going to go too deep on the details because I haven't looked too, too, I haven't done that kind of research. But from some of the things that I've seen, um, you know, he had an ongoing beef with King Vaughn, who's a part of the, the BDs, mm-hmm. O-Block. I think he's part of one of those sets. Um, um, he's somebody who's well-known, well-respected, is rumored, and is accused of catching multiple bodies, as they call it, or murdering multiple people that are that were a part of the uh, the GDs, the opposition gang that they're at war with. Um, and as far as the the, the the little research that I've done into it, him and King Vaughn and other members have 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 had an ongoing beef publicly. You know, they've gone back and forth publicly, have said things about each other publicly. And I think there was a rumor out there that FBG Duck had put a, a big bag on King Vaughn's head. Um, for anybody that don't know that kind of terminology, it's pretty much, um, you know, high, uh, paying somebody to kill to kill um, that person. And I'm sure it's, it was vice versa as well. I mean, that's more than likely what, what just took place. Um, but again, you know, this this Chicago gang culture, it runs deep. You know, these guys are merciless towards each other. You know, they have no sympathy, no love for each other. And and it's just, it's, 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 it's sad. It's truly sad that people can can live like that and and again that's why I, I went into I'm going into this the way I'm going into it is because you know I just I like to gain understanding I like to gain understanding of people's mentality and um, you know when I look at a lot of these guys their pictures I look into their eyes you know they're just a lot of them are not there you know a lot of them are just it almost seems as if they, you know, they're soulless. Like they just, they don't, you know, you, you don't see that sparkle in, in their eyes. Like, you know, they've gone deep into this, this, uh, what do I call it? Um, they've just gotten deep into this mentality. And, and it, it, to me, it just, it snatches away the light. That's that's in you when you when you get into this murder culture, you know it's it's a it's 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 sad it's sad. Um, but it leads me to my bigger point with all of this and why I feel like it's so important to address this. Give me a second here. I think one of the, the most important things to address when it comes to all of this um, is the, the media's role within all of this because they play a role in influencing the youth. Because as I mentioned, right, Chief Keith, who's 
one of the main rappers out of that whole what they call drill movement. Chief Keef, in my opinion, was never really that good. You know, he was never really that good of an artist. Like, for example, and I don't, I don't even like to make this comparison because the two are not even in the same universe when it comes to talent, right? But Tupac Shakur, right? We all know was an incredible artist, right? To a certain extent, we can all sit back and look back and say, man, some of the music that Tupac made was a little on the dark side, right? Sometimes he made music about violence and killing and shooting and and things of that nature. So he wasn't totally uh, innocent. Pac was somebody who did make music that was that was tough to stomach if you're somebody who has, you know, who, 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 who doesn't engage in that lifestyle. Somebody who's more on the positive side of things, you know, but however, we all know that at the same time, Pac had incredible balance because the same way he can make a song like Hellraiser, right? He can also make a song like Unconditional Love, you know, which is my favorite rap song of all time. That's my favorite rap song. I love that song. That song is, is incredible. When I hear that song, you know, I'm in awe that an artist can actually encapsul- encapsulate that kind of thought into music. You know, that 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 song, you know, to me shows the range and the ability that Tupac had. But when you compare Pac and Chief Keef, right, Chief Keef is, is nowhere near Pac. So I'm not make don't get me wrong, I'm not making that comparison, but I'm just making an analogy because Chief Keef, on the other hand, in my opinion, is not talented at all. You know, he's he he actually was one of the first guys that they considered to be a mumble rapper. And if you know anything about mumble rap, mumble rap, it's pretty much somebody who's mumbling their words that can barely pronounce their words. You can barely understand what they're saying when they're rapping. He was one of the well, he is one of the prominent figures of that movement as well, the mumble rapper movement, you know, which is people who who cannot pronounce their words, right? Which speaks to the lack of talent, in my opinion, because in my opinion, to be a great rapper, you also have to be a wordsmith. You also have to be somebody who has great vocabulary, somebody who can rhyme really, really well and can, you know, create different punchlines, syllables, metaphors, these are all things, attributes that I consider to make a great rapper. Chief Keith, on the other hand, didn't possess any of these skills. And if he did do any of these things in his music, it was on an elementary level. It wasn't on a on an elite level. But when you look at the way the media covered Chief Keith, especially in the beginning of his career when he had the the, the 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 three major hits that he's had, right? The I don't like Love Sosa and um and the I don't like remix. I feel like the media just just took it way out of proportion. Like they just they covered this man like he was the next Tupac, he was the next Michael Jackson. Every he was everywhere. 
They was promoting him everywhere. Interscope Records gave him a $3 million deal. I mean, they made this guy look like he was the next best thing, right? And when you look at other artists that are much more talented than he could ever be, and, and these guys are putting out platinum song after platinum song after platinum song, they don't get half the coverage that Chief Keith got. They don't get half of it. Like, Chief Keith was everywhere, man. And I don't, I don't want to mention any names to any platforms because you guys should be able to do that research on your own. But there are certain media outlets that are in the, 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 the business of hip-hop news and covering hip-hop. These guys just, in my opinion, just went overboard with covering this guy's career and making him seem like he was just this incredible artist when he wasn't. He wasn't. When you look at some of his songs, they were they 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 were average at best. Um but I feel and I no actually I know that the media they weaponize people like Chief Keith against the black community. Because they know that if they take a person like that and they shower them with money, with attention, with fame, with uh, with everything that, that an artist, a great artist should get and receive, they know that it influences the next generation, you know. And, you know, we all know people that are smart, people that are intelligent, that are not biased that are not racist we all know that the black community the black family has been the most attacked family on the planet we know that there's there's a huge agenda a conspiracy to destroy black people it's, we know that it's it's obvious if you if you don't know that then you're not somebody i would ever want to to know because if you can't see that then you're blind you know if you can't see that the black family, the black community, black people are have been at war and under attack for centuries now, then, you know, you need to open your eyes. That's the, the best that I can say. But I feel that the media weaponize, weaponizes people like Chief Keith, and they overpromote these, 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 these individuals to influence the next generation. And the funny thing is, is that when I look at these next generation rappers, most of them have been influenced by Chief Keef one way or another, right? One way or another. I see rappers in Brooklyn where the gang culture is becoming, is getting out of control now and it's starting to reflect Chicago, you know? And a lot of those prominent new Brooklyn rappers have been on the record saying, hey, I've been influenced by Chief Keef. And I've been influenced by the whole drill scene, the whole drill movement. And the media has to take responsibility for that. We have to hold the media accountable. These media uh, entities, these media figures that are capitalizing off of this destructive culture that is destroying and deteriorating the greater black community 
right, and black people as a whole, and influencing negatively the next generations that are coming up, I feel these media outlets should be held responsible. You know, if you're covering these stories, right, and I think a lot of them, you know, have done to a certain extent some type of effort to cover the negative aspects of it, but I don't feel that's, I, I feel that there should be no coverage of it, honestly. I feel that if you don't have a hit record, right, you should be covered, put it like this, I feel that everybody should be covered fairly, right? For example, you look at an artist like A Boogie, right? A Boogie with the hoodie, who's a, who's a rapper from the Bronx. A Boogie is not a gang member. He doesn't promote gang culture. He doesn't even really promote gang violence like that, even though to a certain extent he does rap about gang violence. It's not excessive. Um, but when you look at most of his music, his music is about uh, heartbreak, relationships, uh, jewelry, fashion. These are things that, you know, I mean, are not high virtues or, you know, things that are that I consider to be value. But nonetheless, you know, he's a rapper. So I don't I don't I'm not going to hold I'm not going to, you know, hold this guy to the same standard that I hold, uh, you know, a, a spiritual sage or something like that. But nonetheless, I still respect the fact that He's a young man who actually stands with some level of humility and integrity. And when you look at this young man's catalog, he has at least over 20 plaques. This guy has so many hit records. It's not it's not even funny. You know, he's one of the most talented artists in the music industry today. But when you look at the coverage that the media gives him, in comparison to somebody like Chief Keef in the beginning of his career. Now, I, in the beginning of Chief Keef's career, because I, I understand now he's his uh, his, uh, you know, his career is pretty much at the end of, you know, he's at the end of his career now. But at the beginning of his career, you know, they were just promoting him like, you know, he was the next great thing. Like he was the second coming of Tupac. But when you look at A Boogie, and as much hit records as he has, they don't cover him as much as they should, or at least fairly. You know, they don't make him the next sensational thing or any other great rapper. Or look, when you look at Pop Smoke, even though Pop Smoke did promote gang violence and he was a part of a gang, but he was talented. You know, he actually had the ability to make music. You know, in my opinion, he he's much better than Chief Keith could ever be, right? But when you look at the coverage that he got throughout his career now that the, the young man passed away at 20 years old and was murdered now everybody's covering him and posting his posthumous album but when you look at his first ep that he dropped nobody really covered it you know this the sales that he made off of that was strictly him and his footwork and his ability to make music that gained him attention. But when you look at the effort from the media to cover these artists who are talented, who actually have talent, because that's my thing. My thing is if you have talent and you deserve to be covered, all power to you, whether you promote gang violence or not, that's totally up to you. You know, you reap what you sow. So if, if that's what you want to promote and that's what you want to rap about, hey, that's 
all power to you, right? I'm not here to judge you. My thing is, at least be talented. At least actually have skills. You know, because I think it's unfair when you take people who are not even talented and you cover them and you you put you put them out there and you and you promote them and you make them into these sensational stories when they truly don't even deserve it. That's when I say, okay, this is an agenda. This is an agenda. And they're weaponizing these artists against our community. They're making these people against the youth, whether you're white, black, or no matter what race you are. These people are being weaponized against the youth because these are becoming the influential figures in their life. These are becoming their idols. And we all know that the most influenced people are young people. You can't influence, well, unless you're stupid, right? But you, you, uh, more than likely, you're not going to be able to influence a grown adult to want to join a gang. Unless this person is just seriously mentally ill and it's underdeveloped. Because we know we have some individuals out there like that, but that's the minority. We're talking about the majority of people. Once you're an adult, you're able to, to, to discern from wrong and right. And you're not going to be influenced by somebody like Chief Keith, right? But there's 13-year-olds that are. There's 12-year-olds. There's 10-year-olds. There's 9-year-olds that are listening to this music that are going to be influenced in a very negative way, which they've already have. If you look, Chief Keith, as I said, he's been in the music industry since 2012, since he was 16. It's been about eight, nine years now since he's had his... Uh, his stardom in in the music industry so that's that's about almost that's almost a whole decade you know that's that's a long time you know a lot of the the youth that was 13 years old are now 20 you know they're now entering their adulthood you know but they've already been influenced in a negative way when you look like i said when you look at now the brooklyn drill scene the brooklyn drill movement which pop smoke was actually a part of and was one of the leaders of it that movement was directly influenced by chief keith and the chicago drill movement so we can actually see the result of the fruits of their works you know and i feel that the media has to take responsibility for this the media is just as they have blood on their hands you know, because as I said, I feel that they did not cover these people fairly. Because if you're somebody who's actually talented and actually have skills, unless you're a part of the industry already, unless you're already accepted, they barely cover you. If you're a young artist and you have a hit record, they're barely going to cover you. Barely. You know, it's going to be hard. For, it's going to be it's going to take a long time for them to finally accept you and start covering you on their platforms, you know? And I don't think that's fair because you have a person who's actually gifted and talented and no matter what the content is that they make, it takes them much longer to get the kind of coverage that some of these guys who are horrible, like I, 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 I despise Chicago drill music. 
it's horrible music horrible like when you listen to some of these art these guys are garbage they cannot rap at all at all they're screaming and it's all about shooting gang violence it's horrible it's horrible music anybody that listens to that music i feel bad for your soul because that that music is just is disgusting it's toxic waste you know but somehow these guys get covered on these major platforms these major outlets you know and again there's a history of this you know they weaponize these individuals against not just black people but anybody who's who's being influenced by this um and it just promotes the gang violence the gang culture and it it it, it, and it leads to what happened yesterday to fbg duck you know somebody who's 26 years old barely you know barely has lived any life because i mean outside of just living in this concrete jungle that we know as chicago i mean he's barely been out of his own city you know he hasn't he hasn't lived you know and before he's he, he hadn't an, an, a chance to live his life was taken from him, and not just him, but countless other uh, individuals that have been murdered in the process of this gang war that's going on. You know, and my prayers and my my uh, my love goes out to his family. I know that he has children, you know, and unfortunately, those children are going to be raised without a father and are going to be victims of gang violence. Um, you know, and it's horrible. And it's horrible. And, and and another thing that I feel is, is important to address is people who gloat and celebrate people's death. You know, I, I was looking on social media, which I'm done. I'm done with Instagram. I'm done with all of that because it's toxic. It's a waste of time and it's a distraction, but I was looking and I was surfing through just trying to, you know, check the temperature and see how people feel about this. And because I know this, this is, this is only going to get worse from here. Like now that this prominent figure has been gunned down by another gang or the, I think the GDs or the BDs, whatever, it don't even matter, but the fact that he was murdered like that, it's only going to lead to more gang violence. And I've seen the post already. I've seen people on social media saying, you know, laugh now, but everybody's going to die in the city. So there's people already making threats, already making threats. And there's people on the opposition who's already, you know, celebrating and releasing music videos. And it, it's just deep. It's terrible. It's horrible. But again, my thing is, Who's raising some of these people on social media? Who's raising these individuals that are not even a part of the gang culture? That are not even a part of the Chicago, uh, that, are ne that are not a part of any of these gangs, don't have a horse in the race, are simply just rap fans, but they're sitting there celebrating this young man's death. And my, my thing is, who who... Who's raising these kids? Who's raising them? You know, it's disgusting. Like, it's disgusting. Whenever you, whenever I see people like that, that do things like that, that's the first 
thought that comes to my mind. The first thought is, who, who is these, who, who's the parents? Who, who are the parents in this situation? Because those are the people that we have to aim our, how, how could I say this? Those are the people that we have to just, you know, seriously uh, question and just look at these people and say, what, what's, what's going on? Like, are you not raising your, your children in a productive way? Because, like, what type of values are you giving your, 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 your offspring if they're celebrating somebody's death that they don't even know? That they don't even have an issue with. They're just celebrating his death simply because they, in, in their minds, they're repping one rap group over the other. And, I mean, that's a major, 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 major uh, spiritual law. You know, no matter what perspective you're coming from. No matter what perspective you're coming from, that's a major spiritual no-no. You don't mock the death. Um, you don't mock the dead. You don't disrespect the dead. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just that's a, a major, a major, major mistake that these these young people are doing. And and I feel like that's something that has to be addressed within this whole uh culture. You know, it has to be addressed. People celebrating people's death, mocking the dead, uh, especially if you don't have uh, any issues with this person. Like, you don't think that there's going to be repercussions for that. Like, there's, you're only inviting the same thing that happened to him that you're celebrating now that he that he's passed away will eventually happen to you. What, what goes around comes around. And the creator does not like ugly, you know, so people that are enjoying this, that are that are gloating and saying, yeah, he's dead and this and that. Hey, don't be surprised if the same thing happens to you or to somebody in your family, because that's how the universe works. You reap what you sow. So if you put that out there and you're celebrating people's death, you're taunting them. And you're calling them all these negative words. Hey, don't be surprised. That's all I'll say. And, you know, that's my whole uh, point on all of this. You know, I feel like this stuff is getting out of control. It's already been out of control. Um, and I feel the only thing that can resolve this is the government. The government has to do something about this. They have to arrest these people okay i've been watching youtube videos online where youtubers are able to connect everything that has happened in chicago as far as gang violence between these gangs and who has killed who and what has happened i've seen youtubers be able to put this stuff together how in the world is the fbi and the cia and the feds, federal, the government, the police, detectives, how are they not able to put this stuff together? I believe 
they are able to, to put it together. I just believe they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about black people killing each other. They're happy. They're like, hey, you're making our job easier. That's what I feel. That's my opinion. Because there's no way that you can't tell you can tell me that a YouTuber online that's not even in Chicago is able to put all this stuff together, is able to put names to bodies, but the FBI, the CIA, and all of these other entities, these other uh institutions are not able to do their job and stop this. They're the only ones that can stop this. If you if, if right now if the federal government got involved and said no more of this, we're going to arrest every single gang member that's associated to these gangs whether they're successful as rappers now or not. King Von, Little Dirk, Chief Keef, uh G Herbal I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on of all these guys that are associated with these gangs. Every single one of these guys should be arrested. Every single one of them. From the most known to the least known, every single one of them should be indicted and should be put in prison for a very long time. That's the only way you're going to stop this type of violence from continuing. If not, it's just going to continue on continue on and get worse and worse and worse and it's going to influence the next generation to do the same thing only the government can stop this they're the only ones and the information is out there it's not difficult to put names to bodies there and these guys are not that intelligent they've actually went on social media and have bragged about who they killed they've bragged about this stuff it's out there so the information is out there it's just the the these these agencies they just simply don't care and if they when they actually do something i believe it's only going to be when it suits them when it actually suits their agenda it's not going to be to actually stop gang violence or to stop more people from being murdered they're just going to do it when they feel like doing it because it suits their agenda and they can weaponize it that's that's the only time they're going to get involved on that level but if they really cared and they really wanted to stop all of this they're the only ones that can do it and it, it starts with just arresting everybody the same way they do the new york gangs when you look at bobby Schmurder and gs9 and how they arrested and indicted everybody associated with them even though these guys didn't do anything that was on that level that we see with these chicago gangs the same way they did them and they gave them all this crazy time and indicted everybody that's what they need to do to every single one of these chicago rappers gang members indict everybody everybody has to go to prison asap and has to do at least 20 to 50 years behind bars that's the only way that you lay the hammer down and send an emphatic message to the next generation that this will not be allowed anymore but will it happen i doubt it i doubt it um so yeah that's my take on all of this stuff and i just pray i pray for all the families and again, I know that some people may feel offended by that. They may say, well, why would you want these people 
to go to prison if, if you know if you're not able to prove in court that they did this or did that listen the information is out there you know the information is out there everybody in chicago knows who's done what it's not a mystery it's not a mystery most of these guys have murdered they have blood on their hands most of these guys that are rapping they brag about it in their records the same way they took gs9 to court and they used their music against them and said look at what they're rapping about look at the lyrics look at what they're saying here it's the same thing they need to do to chicago drill rappers okay that's this it's that simple you know i just ask for fairness just be fair you know, if you can do that to a New York gang, you can do that to a Chicago gang. You know, because if you don't, then to me, what it exposes is the fact that you don't care. You know, the government doesn't care because they can stop this. They can stop this. They have the power to indict. They have the power to arrest. And nobody cares. Nobody's going to protest. Do you think somebody's going to sit there and say, oh, my God, you just arrested Dirk and you just arrested King Von and you, you arrested these guys? No, that, that, that nobody's going to care. They're going to know that these guys deserve to be in prison. They're going to know that. Everybody's going to know these. OK, these guys deserve to be in prison. They're criminals. They're criminals. They're well-documented criminals, murderers. They have murdered multiple people. So, you know, that's just my take. And I feel like, yes, you know, these people, they have families, you know, that will be affected by it. But, hey, they've, they've murdered. They don't, they don't have an issue. They, they've signed up for this, you know. And, and my thing is, I, at this point, I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to enlighten or change any of these guys. They don't they don't they don't want to change. These guys are not going to change. If you listen to their music, they're telling you in their music that they're going to be this way until they die. So there's no changing these guys. The only people we have to fight for now it's the youth. It's the next generation. That Those are the only individuals that we must fight for now. And we can't allow the next generation to be influenced by these guys. As a matter of fact, Little Dirk and King Von, who, if, if I'm not mistaken, are part of the BDs, right? They're part of two different sets, or I think the same set. I'm not too sure, but they are part of the, the BDs, the Black Disciple Gang, which is the opposition gang to the GDs. They actually have an open case right now in Atlanta for murder. I don't know if they murdered him, but they attempt murder. I know that they attempted to murder him. You know, I think he survived. Thank God. Right. But. They, nonetheless, they, they attempted, they made an attempt at his life. They actually was trying to murder this guy. And supposedly, you know, I'm not sure, but, well, 
reportedly, I should say, reportedly, initially they reported that there was actually surveillance footage of Dirk shooting this individual. And King Vaughn was also there. They was both involved. I don't I don't know exactly everything that happened. Obviously I wasn't there. <clears throat> Excuse me, but nonetheless we we know it's it's a it's a well-known fact they have that open case that case is still ongoing they haven't uh they haven't you know there hasn't been a resolution to that case you know so these guys are criminals they're documented criminals dirk has been to jail he's been to prison for uh for carrying a weapon these guys are criminals man they don't deserve to be in the streets they've murdered multiple people and that's the only way that you're going to stop this. The only way that all of this is going to stop is if the government stops this. We don't have the power to stop this. I know people that are a part of the black community who are working diligently to raise the consciousness of black people so that this can stop. And those individuals not even them. They don't have the power to stop this. They can't go to Chicago and do groundwork in some of those neighborhoods because they'll get shot. They they'll get murdered because these these young these young these these gang members. There's no rehabilitation for these guys. These guys have made the decision. They've made an agreement with death. They've made an agreement with death. They don't want to renege on that agreement. They're going to ride that out. So the only solution is if the government says no more, everybody's going to prison. 30 years. That's the only solution. But again, as I said before, will it happen? I doubt that it will happen. I doubt that it's going to happen because... I feel that there are entities that want this to continue and that actually love that this is happening because it makes their jobs easy. And I'll leave it there. I love you guys. I pray for your well-being. Love and light to all. This is Soul Content. My name is, actually, I don't have a name. Uh, I would rather have no name, right? Because I feel like these names are also weaponized against us, but that's a that's a topic for another day. But I love you guys. Love and light. May the creator bless everybody that may fall upon this podcast. And I'm out. And we're live. Let's get to it man so content in the building well actually outside but you get my drift hope everybody is well got some thoughts on my mind that I gotta express First of all, I just want to say love, light, peace, abundance to all.
of God's creation, of the Creator's creation, of all the beautiful souls out there that are filled with love, filled with light, and um, yeah, so let me see, where do I begin? Where do I begin? First off, let's see. Um, first of all, I just gotta say that I'm in a specific location, and I may not be able to speak as loud as I want to. Cause, uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm working. That's what I'm doing. I'm working. And, you know, I don't want to disturb anybody. But um, I hope you guys can hear me, whoever can hear me, because I don't even know if I'm going to post this somewhere. But I may, I may at some point. But let's let's see. This is just kind of, you know, target practice a little bit for me so I can get my, my uh, you know, my 10,000 hours, if you will. But, um, to be honest, I mean, right now, I just feel like I have to, like, truly go on a healing journey, you know, a journey to really, really, like, I think, like, just inner, you know, inner inner journey, that's, that's, that's the best way to put it, inner journey, you know, I feel like, throughout my life, I've just been attacked, and bombarded with so much, so much evil, so much hatred, um, it's just toxic, and I know that there's many people out there that can agree with me, I probably have the same, the same sentiment as me. We've all been through different experiences in life. Um, but, you know, I think we can all agree that um, it's not easy. It's not easy being born into this world and where, you know, where the state of just people's uh, awareness, just love, you know, we're, we're born in, in, into a fallen world, a cursed world, right, this is a world that has been cursed, um, by higher beings that are much, much greater than us, and according to the stories and, and the narrative, it's because of, of our disobedience, and our evil doings, which, you know, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting when you go into that whole um, narrative and paradigm, <sighs> but, um, you know, that's pretty much where I am right now, I just feel like I have to take these next few days, uh, if it be the creator's will, to give me more days 
of life because you know we never know when our time is up but you know right now I'm, I'm 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 hopeful and i'm grateful and i'm optimistic because i know that i have the power to change change my circumstances change my uh my behavior patterns change a lot of a lot of things in my life but obviously i'm also humbled enough to know that you know i'm not the creator i'm not you know i'm not a god i'm not somebody that can you know control certain things so but let's see let's see See if I can give me a second here. Okay, so so yeah, I feel like just going on a real healing journey. You know what's funny? Like a couple days ago, I actually ordered some psychedelic mushrooms <laughs> well not the mushrooms cause you can't order mushrooms but the um the spores the spores of the mushrooms and you know i've always wanted to have that well i can't say always but recently now that i'm an adult and i'm actually i've, I've seen that information I've, I've i've had the desire to have the experience of you know what psychedelics can do for somebody and I feel like um I've heard a lot of positive things I've heard a lot of positive things and most people that that do them usually have a shift in their their awareness to certain things um so I've heard a lot of, a lot of positive things about it and I went kind of back and forth on whether or not I should even go through with it. I was like, man, should I really invest, you know, my energy, my time into, you know, seeing what that experience would be like? Because I, I, I'm not the average person. <laughs> That's the best way I could put it. I'm not the average human being walking on the planet. Like, you know, Tom from Michigan might decide to do mushrooms and it's like he may have a, an incredible experience and it can change his life you know but that's that's tom and tom is who he is but me i'm you know i'm a little you know i'm just i don't I, the best way i could put it is i'm on a different journey than most people and I'm off, I'm, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say afraid, but I'm a little bit cautious because I know that I have a lot of enemies that are not of the flesh. And, you know, I feel like that can be like a moment, you know, it's because, I mean, when you, when you, from what I've heard and from what the research I've done, you know, when you do these type of uh, I don't want to call them drugs, but I guess you could say, uh, 
when you do these mushrooms, when you do psychedelics, it you kind of shift in conscious. You, 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 your conscious goes to, I guess, another level would be the best way to put it. So, again, you know, just that's what's made me kind of cautious. I'm like, I don't want to give an opportunity to to the devil to, you know, do his mischievous thing. So, I don't know. I mean, just thinking about it is making me say, you know what? F it. Like, just throw them things away. I paid like $30. I didn't pay a lot, so it's not much. It's not really like a big loss or anything, but I guess, I don't know. I guess I just I, I, I just just want to experience the um, and I've had experiences. I'm not going to say that I've never had experiences that wasn't you know, that I wasn't, I guess you could say, um, that I, you know, that wasn't life-changing. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think there's just something that drives all of us to just want to expand our awareness and just have, like, that life-changing experience that awakens something that's dormant within us like you know, i think i think we well not everybody because <laughs> there's some people on this earth that uh you know are wired a little different let's just say but nonetheless me myself i just have that 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 urge within me to like you know just go deep within myself and like pull whatever I have to pull out of there to like just discover what I've been missing you know I feel like my whole life I mean I've, I feel I, honestly I feel that throughout my life I've always had open heart chakra I've always been really loving towards people and I feel that when you're like that it attracts certain entities to uh, pervert that, you know, pervert that, that love that one has, or, you know, the light that one has, and I feel like just looking back at my life now, I've, I've literally been attacked my whole life, like just looking back, and now that I can see it from a certain spiritual perspective, I, I, like I can recognize that I've literally been attacked my entire life, you know, and I think it's because of my purpose. Well, I, yeah, I think it's because of my purpose and my potential. And I feel like when you have a certain level of potential and a certain purpose, why you're why you're here and, and what you're destined to know and discover i feel like there's certain well there's i know i know that there's dark forces on this planet that are working day and night day and night day and night to 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 destroy humanity destroy humanity and destroy those that pose a real threat. 
to their agenda, their overall agenda. And I feel that they, they, they use every tactic that they know that works on humans because you have to understand that these forces have been on this planet for a very long time. They, they've been on this planet longer than you or I, whoever the I, I mean, whoever the you may be because somebody may never listen to this, but hopefully they do if I decide to upload it one day to YouTube or something. But these dark forces have been on this planet for thousands of years now. Thousands of years. So just think about the knowledge, the wisdom that they have when it pertains to just human emotions, human behavior, psychology, all of these different things that make us who we are, make us behave the way we behave, make us think the way we think, feel the way we feel. So, you know, these these forces are very very intelligent. These are these are forces that are not of this earth originally. Right? These are forces that can travel throughout the the cosmos without a uh, without a spaceship, without a a rocket ship or without NASA. You know, these are forces that are very advanced. Um but they're just of a darker nature. And even if they're, you know, they may not be like a lot of times when we think about um, dark forces, we think about the most evilest, darkest demon that you can imagine. That's just a negative, low vibration that you can feel a mile away. That's how we look at forces like this. But I, I feel that these forces come in many different forms. They're just not that demonic entity that. It's constantly, you know, mischievous and trying to do little evil things. Some of these forces are uh, half, half, and half. Some of these forces are also good and light. You know, they actually, they actually can play both sides. They actually can, can, um, can present themselves as light beings. And they're not total darkness. They're not just like a total dark entity. Now, there are some that are, like, super vicious and ferocious, and but there are others that are not. There, there are others that are sweet, but they still have the same agenda. You know, they're still on code with what they want to do to humanity and what their purpose is throughout not just not just on this planet but other planets as well that's that's another thing as well and <laughs> to certain people that may be like what what like what is he talking oh man you know but for those that know know that you know this is this is very true so back to me back to myself i don't want to go too 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 far into those things maybe at a later day i may go in, deeper into those things as far as I know, humbly, because, you know, I'm not going to pretend as if I know everything. I don't. Um, I'm only 27. I'm not, you know, I'm not 40 years old. I, you know, but nonetheless, like I said, I just, I feel like the next few days, beginning right now, 
I just want to purge and really just take that inner journey within myself and, 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 you know, disconnect. I want to disconnect from the matrix. I want to disconnect from outside influences, you know, people that have their perspectives, their opinions, their agendas. I respect it all, but I, I don't, I'm tired of being influenced by outside ent entities outside of myself and outside of the creator and outside of uh, nature, if you will, because I believe that it should all be one. I feel that the creator, humanity, the earth, the animals, the everything, the elements, it should all be cohesive and unison one entity united with love and light unfortunately that's not the reality and that's not to my doing that's not to your doing even though we've we've played a small role in keeping it that way because we've all participated in darkness at some point or another right none of us are totally innocent but you know, we, 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 we do have an opportunity to change and, and, and be more uh, connected to the creator. So, you know, I see, I look into the world. I'm, I observe a lot of things. I observe myself, obviously, my own behavior. But I also observe um, a lot of the things that are going on out there in the world. In my last episode, I spoke about, um, you know, the Chicago gang culture. I didn't really go into the history of it and none of those things. I just, you know, just spoke from my mind, my heart, and what I was feeling at that moment. And that's what I often do. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I haven't been uh, preparing any of these things, I just, I just flow with it, so, but I'm observing things of that nature, and I just see the, the pain, the trauma, the darkness, the, just the, the war that is going on within all of us and outside of all of us. Um, it, it's a very, very critical time in history. And it's just, I think this right now is the most important time ever in, in, in the whole history of humanity. Um, but I, I believe that it starts with ourself. I believe it starts with our own healing in our own journey and I don't I don't I don't think you can go on a healing journey if you're constantly on your cell phone if you're constantly on YouTube you know if you're constantly on Twitter if you're constantly on Instagram if you're constantly you know indulging in pornography if you're you know doing all these things that that has been bred into us, that has been psychologically implanted 
into our, you know, our minds. Um, I feel that you have to disconnect. Like Neo in the Matrix, you have to unplug. You have to go within. And you have to also focus on also more positive more positive things um, such as you know generating positive karma doing things that are of the light doing things that are that are righteous doing things that you know help other people use the time away from your cell phone and use it to to do um, good things for other people you know because I feel like right now we put so much time into our devices so much time into distractions things that ultimately don't matter in the end it, none of these things will matter none of these things will be none of these things will affect uh, our destiny well actually they, they do affect our destiny but I don't feel like they yeah they, they don't matter so ultimately the journey starts with those steps the steps of disconnecting from the distractions disconnecting from our devices and and these these devices are these these are these this is not by chance you know Cell phones are not by chance. We think they're by chance. We think that these things are just the natural evolution of humanity. And we're discovering new technologies and how to use certain things. And we've discovered the cell phone or we created the cell phone. Um, that's the better way to put it. We created the cell phone. Um, but these things are not new. These technologies are not new at all. These technologies have been here before. And if you wanna, if you want proof of that, I have proof of ancient Indian temples where there's carvings of women and men with different technology that we see today. We see carvings on different ancient Indian temples with women, with with a female, with a cell phone in her hand. So this is nothing new, you know. This is nothing new. This is strategic. Uh, and this is a part of, this is a part of a bigger agenda. You know, but we, 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 we look at it as new because the way they present it to us is to keep, is to actually uh, keep the narrative of these things being new and make it look as if humanity is on a natural process of evolving. And us evolving uh, is allowing us to, to become more intelligent and discover new things. And to a certain extent, that is true on a human level right but we gotta understand history we have to know that these things have happened before 
humanity was at this point before all of this and it's documented it's documented in ancient history um through def different texts different sacred texts have documented you know uh, a prior deluge a prior fall that took place from great civilizations great civilizations that were very very advanced you know far more advanced than even the civilization we live in today you know because to a certain extent a lot of the things that were done back then they're not they're not capable of doing it today just based on uh, where the, the consciousness of humanity is you know so it has to be kind of like a slow process of introducing the old new things you know and cell phones are that cell phones are cell phone is ancient cell phone technology is ancient technology it's not new technology you know it's not um so when you look at the purpose of it or when you look at the effect of it you know there's a, there's a positive and there's a negative to it and i think it depends on where you are but the problem is is that most humans are not in a good space you know most of us were not raised by parents who had understanding had knowledge you know so if you're not taught these things from the time that you're a child right if you don't have parents that can teach you certain things about our reality and what we must do then you pretty much you pretty much have a handicap you know the handicap is lack of knowledge and i feel that most humans have that handicap the lack of knowledge and the lack of of wisdom and understanding and i know that might sound like uh that might sound like uh what's the word um cliche that, that might sound cliche but truly that's for those who know know that that's that's the facts um so based on this you know i don't think humanity at this point has the ability to handle these things without going into the negatives without indulging in the negative aspects of this technology because this technology has a lot of negative aspects to it you know and i won't go into those right now but i just i just wanted to lay that there because that i feel that that begins the inner healing the further we are away from these technologies the better we need these technologies because they strategically have been integrated into our society into our everyday living right most of us we live off of our cell phones like i mean even me right now i'm working right now and i have to have a cell phone in my hand to work because it's been integrated into the daily routine of 
my 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 job and i feel that all humans at this point one way or another have to use this technology this technology has become a part of us at this point it has become a part of who we are you know we we're not we're not you know so that that's that's deep that's deep within itself but i feel that in order to heal thyself you have to unplug from these things and and you know i know that that's hard for a lot of us because uh i don't know who exactly said this but i know that there's a a social media uh creator who i think it's either mark zuckerberg or one of those guys that created one of these social media apps i think they've admitted on record that they've they they designed these social media apps to make you addicted to be on these social media apps you know and if you look into it there's research on it based on the chemical uh the chemical reaction in the brain when you're on these social media apps you know the the brain releases different chemicals based on your activity based on the things that you see based on the things that you feel um and that's that goes into the whole dopamine thing and it's true like i've i've noticed it just within myself just the, the way i feel when i'm on instagram is it's different it's like you you need that hit every time it's like if you're not on it there's something that's like pulling you to want to go and check it you know because there's a dopamine rush that comes from it you know there's a there's you know and if everybody should just do their research on what dopamine is and what it actually does to you and it actually does the same thing that drugs do to you you know when you take a hit of marijuana or you take a hit and i know because i smoke marijuana but when you take a hit of marijuana or when you take a hit of crack or whatever drug you may do uh there's a instant rush of just you know satisfaction and and many different things but if you if you do research on the dopamine you you would understand why these social media apps make you feel the way that you feel when you use them you know and why you 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 feel the pull or the urge to constantly be on it and when you look at the youth when you look out because I, I like to think about how it affects the next generations that are coming that are that are growing up in this climate and you can see that they're they're like they're drug addicts they're social media addicts like they're truly truly like integrated within this reality to the point where i mean they will go as far as potentially physically harming somebody for if you know there's 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 cases where parents have taken their the cell phone from their child and it, it's led to so many crazy things that to us to an older generation may be unimaginable you know it's led to families literally 
you know, separating and never talking to each other again, just based on cell phones and these technologies. So, you know, these things are very, uh, very strategically placed within our reality, you know, by those dark forces that I was touching on earlier. You know, they download this knowledge into certain people, certain vessels that can be utilized in order to bring this technology into our world again. Because again, I'll say it again, these technologies are not new. These technologies have been here on this planet before, and they've been introduced to us at a specific time for a specific agenda. And these people that you see, they're strategically giving this to, think about this, think, just look at every single person, right, that has come up with, you know, these social media platforms that are so infused into our reality at this point, right, these, that they, they became multi-billionaires off of these, uh, off of these, you know, their, these creations, right, just look, look at these people, think about how they look, who they are, where they're from, that's very interesting when you look at it, you know, and I don't want to go too, too deep into that, just based on the fact that I want to keep it, right now I just want to keep it concise, I want to have a, a certain message throughout this recording, but I want to, I want to also just touch on certain things that I can maybe touch on further and deeper later, right? But just just look at these people. Look at Mark Zuckerberg, right? Look at Mark Zuckerberg. Look at how that man behaves. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> we all know there's, there's like rumors going on on the internet that that dude doesn't even seem fully human the way he acts. You know, but look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates damn near looks like a reptilian. He looks like a hybrid. He doesn't even look fully human to me. You know, but think about think about uh, his role in what we call the Internet. The role that he played in what we call computers. You know, this is not by chance, people. This is not by chance. I feel that these these individuals that are given this not this 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 uh this knowledge are specific specifically chosen for that purpose. You know, and I don't, I don't think I've seen yet a human, a full human discover or not necessarily discover but create Something like that. I haven't seen it. I have, I, I've yet to see it. I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, as far as we know, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, uh, 
you know, the computer itself, the internet itself, I mean, so many different things, so many different things, but, and not only just the creation of it itself, right, because I know there's some people out there that might be on some super woke stuff, hey, the black man discovered the internet and blah, 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 that could be the reality, but I'm speaking of the people that actually created something and actually have the have received much much money based on it have become super wealthy super rich and are now in positions to fund specific agendas because that's really what comes with this wealth that's what comes with certain wealth you know you have to uh, be aligned with specific agendas, and we, I think anybody out there that that may have some level of understanding, some level of consciousness, knows and and is aware of Bill Gates and the rumors that are surrounding him at this moment in time, and how most people are exposing him and saying him that he's a part of a depopulation agenda, right? An agenda to depopulate the earth. And to get rid of as many humans as possible as we move into the next phase of the New World Order. Right? So, so this is not by chance, people. This is not by chance at all. And I don't want to go too further into it because, again, I'm going to touch on these things just lightly with this recording here because I want to ultimately touch on these things on a bigger scale later on. But right now, I'm going to keep it there. And (laughs) maybe now you can see why I feel that I've been attacked since I was a child just based on the things I'm touching on now. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not even going in. I'm not even really, really putting any energy into this i'm 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 treading lightly right now i'm treading lightly and based in just everything i've told you in this recording is powerful enough to get me (laughs) you know but anyway i'll leave it there i'll leave it there but i want to i want to bring it back to the healing aspect of it right because i feel that we need to heal i really do i really feel that Humanity has to heal. We have to heal. We have to heal. We have to heal. We're sick. We're sick. We're sick, people. You know? We need healing. We need to really, really discover our true self. I feel that we're lost within this matrix, within this illusion that has been given to us. And some of us are very, very lost. Some of us are are more lost than others. But nonetheless, we all have we all have healing to do. You know, and I feel like those are the first steps. It's just separating from 
these technologies, these social media sites, you know, just total unplugging yourself from all of this stuff and going within yourself and focusing more of your energy and your attention on, okay, what can I do to help? What can I do to, to bring love and light to others that may not have it? Because there's people out there that don't have it. You know, that's why you see so much toxic things going on in the world because some people don't know what it feels like to be loved. Some people don't know what it feels like to be loved by another person. They've never felt that. You know, I think Tupac Tupac said it. <laughs> I think Tupac said it. Tupac had a, um, and I just seen a beautiful black cat. It looked like a beautiful panther, but Tupac said it in one of his songs, one of my favorite songs that he made, you know, and I think Tupac, he's like definitely just one of my favorite artists ever because I feel like he just had such an incredible ability to like put such a beautiful message within his music. That no artist, even till this day, hasn't been able to match that, in my opinion. Um, but in one of his songs, he said, he said, um, he said something to the extent of, um, "There's no love for such and such." I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna quote him verbatim. I have to go back and listen to it. But he said, he said something to the extent of, there's no love for this person, so they turn evil. You know, and that, that line resonated so deep within me because I know that that's, that's the case. You know, there's people on this planet that never felt true love, you know, because they're being born into broken families who are toxic. They got mothers, they got fathers that are on drugs that don't even know how to truly even be parents, you know, don't know how to, how to love their children, you know, in fact, they, a lot of times, they, they more so treat them as if they hate their children, you know, that's, and again, that goes into a deeper topic that I feel should be discussed at a later date, but, uh, You know, it all plays into the message that I have for this particular recording, which is to heal. I just feel that we should heal. Um, we should take that journey and really, really focus on breaking free from everything that you've ever believed that you are. Every insecurity, every negative perspective, outlook on who you are and what you are, I feel like it's time to just separate from those thought forms, separate from those ideas, and heal, you know, heal yourself, heal, heal thyself, so I'll leave it there, love and light to everybody, um, this is soul content, and I'm gonna Leave it there, guys. Love and light.